Hello. Hi. <laughs> How, How are you, you doing, doing Master Sylvia Baring? I'm great. Thank you. Let's just give a couple of minutes for people to uh, to join us. Excellent, excellent. Elise, Elsa. How is Elsa, how are you doing? Good to talk in English for what? You know, I, I, I'm, I should be doing more. I hope I have more invitation for do that in English. Uh, a lot of people, they get to the, to the, my, 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 my lives in Portuguese and uh, they just get frustrated. <laughs> there we go. A continuation of of your YouTube, uh, uh, what was it, uh, with uh, Master Jesse Richardson, uh, Greg King, and uh, Jesse, right? So that's just a continuation. So we we will definitely make sure to have you more uh, represent us in Canada here. Yeah, and you guys should learn Portuguese for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can tell us a couple of words that we should uh, we should know first. <laughs> oh, I got one here. You know, these are dangerous mosquitoes in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Joey wants to learn Portuguese as well. Endless. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting uh, language. It's an interesting language. You know, Portuguese is interesting, like French. Yes. Yes, it's uh, all, all beautiful language. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us at the Jiu-Jitsu Yoga Show. Uh, for those of you who don't know me and are joining, my name is Florence Sophia. I am a certified yoga instructor, a holistic health coach, a Reiki healer, and also a Jiu-Jitsu athlete. And I am so excited to have you, uh, Master Sylvia Bering, today joining us. Uh, Master Silvio Bering is one of the most reputable Jiu-Jitsu instructor in the world, eighth degree uh, master. You've also created the progressive system and are one of the pioneers in Canada for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So thank you for, for being here. My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. I'm glad I'm here. Yes, wonderful. Um, so tell us, what, what are the interesting things you are doing these days and, and why are they interesting to you? Now, I have, I'm doing a lot of uh, uh, digital work, a lot. More than I, you know, for sure, I'm working more than, than I, uh, I, I used to work last year, last couple of years because when I, I decided to give up the, the club, Uh, my mm -hmm. trips are, are my, my job, so I'm traveling most of the time, and now I'm stuck at home, so I, ha I had to find a way to, first, to occupy my time, so I did a lot, mm -hmm. of, a lot of lives, a lot of interviews, a lot of friends, and still have a lot of people on the list that I didn't, I didn't do it, but um, I'm glad I had a lot of work in Zoom classes, and I did it, we did it here in Brazil, just to make sure we keep practicing. Uh, mm -hmm. Then appropriate behavior progressive management course for our black belts in Brazil. Everybody who speaks Portuguese, we did invite them, some friends as well. That was very successful. We still have, you know, we start with 60 people. We have 30 people that will finish the, 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 the course after 60 okay. days, which is a okay. very, very a big commitment. So I'm very, very happy. And I'm surfing most of the time. I, I live on the beach here, 50 meters from the beach. Very good waves. Most of you know this this season this this part of the season is the best time of the year for waves. So yeah. I'm glad I got stuck at home, and I'm I'm glad I, I was I was uh, sorry some mosquitoes 
just killed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad That's I had a chance to, to do it, yeah. And, uh, and here in this region here in, in Rio is a, is a little far from, the, from downtown. So, yeah, you guys should move to Brazil, yeah. No, so tell us, like, uh, Canadians generally, they don't surf. Uh, why don't we start with that? Tell us about uh, how, how did you start surfing? How does that complement your lifestyle? You know, is there anything that uh, uh, surfing teach you? Because obviously being, you know, with the waves, it's a different world out there. Yeah. The, 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 the surf for me, I started when I was 14 years old, you know. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu, I started when I was four, but uh, uh, surfing was, was something that came to my life uh, naturally. Living on the beach, used to surf, uh, body surf, you know, uh, we call jacaré here. And uh, for sure, it was uh, always in my mind, but uh, uh, we didn't have a board. We had some, uh, some fake surfboards, you know, in the past that wasn't really, mm -hmm. you know, the, the good things for for you know like safe but uh i was just sharing a little here but it uh, came very naturally for for us and when we moved to Bahia Tijuca and i was around 16 years old then the, we just uh, moved in front of the beach that was very good waves most of the time and there we mm -hmm. developed that that um, ability to surf and became a passion so and and what The ability to surf, how, how does that help you in life or with, with jiu-jitsu in general? Did you, uh, is there any part of, of your, um, you know, strategies that you're using that the surf is complementing uh, or like the mindset? Yes, for sure. The surf, surf is something that you got to do by yourself. You have to paddle out. And, you know, first, uh, when you start to surf, you have to understand the risk that you're under. So if, mm -hmm. you, if you swim well, not going to be a big problem. But you have to understand the currents, you know, how that works, how the waves come in, how they get out. Mm -hmm. What about how to read the, the currents and the, and, and the swell, how, you know, how to be safe. And uh, we learn. In surf that I just can go in the water with my surfboard if I can lose the surfboard there and get out without a board. We cannot depend on the board uh, for surviving. And a lot of mm -hmm. people take a lot of risk, but they depend right. on the board. That happens right. to me uh, when I came back to surf after my surgery. I went and it was beautiful waves, and I got into into the you know uh, the ocean you know by myself, very happy. I got one two waves, and then I lost my board. And I, I got scared because I was out of shape. I was tired. I just uh, got back in paddling for a third time. And, and I had to ask for help to, for people to keep, you know, drag me out of the water. Right. And so after that, I reduced a little my, 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 my intensity because your, your mind played with your body. You know, your, my body wasn't, mm -hmm. wasn't ready for that. But the mind was always, oh, you can do it, you can do it. But I, I really shouldn't do it. I, I could die there, but it's a it's a very good a relaxing thing. It's very mm -hmm. intense feeling. You know, when you said Canadians don't surf, back in 2002, I went to Puerto Vallarta with a very large group of uh, karate group, uh, AMA, mm -hmm. and they brought 82 Canadians there, 82 people, for camp 
for week camp. And I was, I was, I got a contract for a week uh, to give one class a day in the morning for the people who want to do it. So I was, I was, I was the jiu-jitsu instructor. I had a, around 15, 20 people every day there. And after that, I found out that I have, a, you know, in Puerto Vallarta, if you go uh, up uh, north, uh, after the bay, you have a, a mm -hmm. very nice, very good surf spot. Waves. I see. And I found out, and so I, I got yeah. there, first time by myself, and got very good waves. Next, and then when I came back to the hotel, people, oh, where, where, where are you? Where, where <laughs> we're trying to find you in the hotel. And I went to surf. How? Oh, where? Can we bring us there? So just a uh, uh, long story short here. Uh, two days after that, we had like four vans full of people going to surf with me there. A lot of people, and everybody did surf. And it's funny because and, and, and those were Canadians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all Canadians. And, and it's funny because uh, they sent me a picture, you know, not, not long ago. And mm -hmm. af after surfing picture, after, after the last day. So you, you see a surfing crew, and nobody was surfing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they did surf that day, but you know, they, just the feeling to be there, to have a, you know, uh, you know, the feeling in the ocean, uh, not so cold, warm ocean in, in Mexico, mm -hmm. good waves, you know, the support. The Mexicans did love me because then everybody had to write the board there, so they made a lot of money. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you very much. So they allowed me to surf every day for free. There. So, so, so you led everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, tell us, uh, Master Bering, about your jiu-jitsu journey. Where, uh, how did you start and, and who most influenced your understanding of the art? Yeah, I started when I was four years old. I had no, no option. My father was a black belt under uh, Master Eddie Gracie. And uh, was a passion. His passion was jiu-jitsu. Everything in his life <laughs> was jiu-jitsu. So I don't remember my life without jiu-jitsu. And I, I did love for the first time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I, I didn't want to, to be a fighter. I was a very gentle kid. But I was technical. I had very, very good coordination. And I, ha I, I had some fast learning. So that makes it easier for, for uh, to be there and improve. Mm -hmm. uh, but the biggest influence in my life for sure. My father was my mentor for my whole life. Uh, my, yeah. Still my mentor there is, is a whole model for me, uh, you know, for his focus. So his, his uh, discipline is 100% discipline on his, in his, uh, the way he eats, the way he, he works out is amazing. And uh, so always was that model for us. But my directly influence was Grandmaster Alvaro Barreto who mm -hmm. was, the, was the, the guy I want to do the way he, he do things because he, he, he reproduced the technique so perfectly every time for any, any technique. Oh, it's a kick, is a throw, is a, is a sweep, is a choke, is a, anything he does because he's a, he's a physical educator as well and he brought me for that. So I'm a physical educator as well, did university for mm -hmm. that. And, uh, but he's a, he's a PhD on, uh, on movement. And uh, so he studied his whole life. He is a, uh, retired from the uh, Federal University of Rio de Janeiro. Uh, mm -hmm. And so he was uh, the guy with the most influence in my life. And why, why was he so perfect with his technique? Is it because he kept repeating it on and on and on? We say, you know, you need to do something 10,000 times to, to be you know, a... <laughs> you know, it's funny you ask that because I was I was talking to them uh, 
uh, we have on, on Saturdays morning, 11 o'clock, and my, 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 my son's uh, channel, YouTube, everything in Portugal there, uh, unfortunately, for, for our English uh, uh, fans there. But uh, talking about how uh, in, the, in the past, in the Grace Academy, the guys who joined the, the team there, the, the, the good guys, the very first guys, in two years, they were instructors. Two, three mm -hmm. years already instructing. Some of them, six months were helping there. So private classes were the, were, uh, was exactly the, 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 the key for that uh, fast learning. And uh, I think Master Alvaro had the, you know, he was, uh, I think, 14 years old when he started. And, mm -hmm. well, a little younger than this. But he was, you know, under Grandmaster Elio's hands. So imagine you have the best guy, the best uh, you know person to put the hands on you and mold you right. properly. Right, right. And I think that's the way to do it. You know, I, uh, mm -hmm. if you if I have somebody uh, under my hands after I got the the the, the, the ability for to develop people's mm -hmm. abilities, and uh, personally, I, I we can do very fast is if it's private, but is yeah. it in a group class demands a little more time because the dedication is not the same. Not, you don't have the same uh, 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 level of progression, progression of intensity. Uh, uh, right. uh, mm -hmm. Because uh, we learn in, in that kind of, uh, uh, that kind of uh, uh, environment that I had with Master Alvaro to become the perfect aggressor, the, the perfect partner. So I always uh, ask for my partner, whatever, who, he is or she is, uh, for the best answer, physical best answer, and mental best answer. So you put yourself 100%, 100%. Somebody said you have uh, cute lips. <laughs> me or you? <laughs> you, not me. PDJ Police, no, it should be you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us, um, Master Bering. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry, I, what... I cannot uh, forget to mention yeah. Hicks okay. from Gracie, Halson, uh, Gracie family, Grandmaster Adam for sure as well. I did train there for almost three years. You know, Sensei Elcio Gama, uh, Sensei Geraldo Bernardes in Judo in my university, Sensei George Medi, who I trained for three years and got my black belt in Judo there under him, Sensei Edgar mm -hmm. Freitas, a lot of people that, that got influence in my life. Uh, during my, my, my growth in Jiu-Jitsu. And my brother, who was the reason for me to become a fighter. If it wasn't for him, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he, he, he pushed me hard. Um, if you had to redo it all over again, would you have chosen a different path? No, I would not be no. the, the person I am. So, you know, it's funny. I remember one day, you know, Flo, I was uh, talking to a friend. And uh, she lost the first uh, uh, kid, first uh, son, in mm -hmm. an accident. And I didn't know how that happened. And I never had a chance to talk to her about her about that. And I was sitting talking about my, and I asked her, you know what, I never asked you that, you know, but uh, how that happened? How, how did your, your kid die? Mm -hmm. And she started to cry. And I, I, I feel very uh, touched by that until now. Uh, she was crying and she could barely talk. And then she said, you know, man, I don't like to talk about that. 
because mm -hmm. I, I would not be the person I am if that ha didn't happen to my life. So I'll move on. I cannot, I, I don't feel good about talking about that anymore. So I understood that and, I, and that made me think about, you know, people have asked, well, oh, what, what do you, would you change in your life? And so always we think about, I would change this, change that. Okay, but you never know who you're gonna be if you change something. Right. So right. I, I'm, I'm feeling good who I am not right now. I know I have to born again to do better. <laughs> <laughs> So you were also a competitor and a referee during, uh, you know, uh, your, your career. And yeah. can you talk to us about any pivotal moments who, you know, have curved you as an athlete and, and an instructor and who you are, of course, today? For sure. I think uh, if you don't have a chance to be a referee in your lifetime, uh, any sport, if you join sport, uh, for myself, it was good because I, I went through all steps that I could uh, have uh, as, a, as a martial arts, in Jiu-Jitsu especially. Uh, mm -hmm. I was a competitor. I was a student, a competitor, a referee, uh, uh, you know, a scorer, uh, border, whatever. I work in all uh, organ – I'm a president of a confederation right now. I'm a vice president of a federation. I'm a consultant. And so I – I went everywhere, and, but the referee part, when you ask that, that, that for me was, was the toughest, toughest experience in your life. First, mm -hmm. is the best spot in the competition to be, because you, you are right there in front of two mm -hmm. people, and so you can interpret it and learn faster, and, 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 and you're, you're... You need to have a sharp, sharp mind. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. and uh, to be judging uh, people fighting to make a decision after that, you got to be really well trained to uh, be impartial, not don't, no take sides, no take mm -hmm. emotions. Don't look that just for the technical way. And um, it's funny because my students, uh, uh, when I used to, to, to referee their fights, I wasn't fair with them. I, I, I know I don't know if I did that with you, Hammer, or someone 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 else there when I was a referee. But I, I used to say to them, you know what? If you go for a draw, my friend, I'm gonna give it to the other guy. I'm not gonna be mm -hmm. anybody doubt about my decision. So we better win. Mm -hmm. It's better show that you really win. If you you go mm -hmm. for a tight fight, I'm gonna give it to to your to your uh, opponent. And that wasn't that wasn't fair for sure. That wasn't the best decision. But it was uh, something that took me out of uh, the pressure. And put my students in very very tough pressure, and I never I never uh, 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 refused to to be a referee in any any fight. So uh, I remember once I we had two guys fighting for Masio Colleta and, and Ricardo Demente. They mm -hmm. fought in a tournament, and I was a referee. It was an MMA tournament uh, um, competition, but they had the, the Jiu Jitsu fight in the beginning. Mm -hmm. and it was funny because uh, uh they were deciding who would be the referee and i went to both and said guys come on i will be the referee for you guys so they look at me oh thank you thank you they knew that they had to fight there's no way for me to be there and two students they had to do it so the idea for uh, you know to be a referee and do the right thing you know judge uh, uh, a match that you know is a lot of emotions in there you gotta be fair, and uh, you know what? I, I wasn't the perfect referee. I was good referee for. Uh, I was uh, considered the best referee of the year for you know two years in a row in Brazil, but uh, I was. I, I, 
I was most of the time alone there. Nobody really want to do it. We got to invite people from the from the stands. Hey, can you come here and help us? And people was refused. No, no, no. But imagine to be a referee and uh, Grandmaster Carson Grace in, in, in outside say, "Oh, Zubin, what are you doing?" Yeah, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Now, uh, let's see who it is. Yeah, but you know what? I made a very bad call one day. I was a I was very experienced at that time, and I made a bad, bad call in the fight. That was uh, Hoya Gracie against Ron Hockey in the World Championship or Brazilian Championships. I don't remember which one. And mm -hmm. I was there. Um, um, the beginning of the fight, very intense fight. And something happened that uh, um, I think Hoyler uh, took uh, Ron Hockey down. And I gave the two points, but was too fast. And right after that, he took him. I was I was just about to take the points out, and mm -hmm. he took uh, uh, Rohawk again and put him down. And then I didn't give the points. I see. And that was funny because I, I that was that was fair decision, but it was a wrong decision. I should take mm -hmm. the points off to make clear for the public that I was taking points off and give the next two points, and I didn't do it. So I was feeling okay because I'm. I was the guy in charge there, so when I left, Carlinhos Grace came to me and said, Poor Silvio, you cannot you know, uh, uh, correct a mistake with another mistake. Mm -hmm. And I took that really, that was well, well said. That he was right. And I said, man, okay, you're right. I made a, I made a, bad, a bad decision there. That was, that was exactly the, the, the point that he will get, he would, he would have, but um, that was uh, the way I did it, that was wrong. So. And even with a, a lot of experience, you still can commit some mistakes. So mm -hmm. you gotta be practicing and uh, and be and be enough uh, humble to to uh, admit uh, it. Uh, yeah, to admit it. And uh, if you you know if you want to go over something, you gotta admit it first. Yeah. If you don't admit it, you're not gonna you're not gonna go over it. So for um, our athletes and viewers who are not a referee but are curious about. Um, the mentality that you need to build when you are a referee, what you, when you said, you know, um, uh, n not have any biases and have a strong mindset and be very sharp. So when you are a competitor, you need that mindset or in your life when, you know, you have a lot of responsibility, you need also to have that type of, of mentality. How, what is your thought process? Like how did you uh, become so strong in your mind uh, and what advice do you have for for our viewers? I, I think that you want to be a referee. You got to understand the fight. You know, a lot of people say you should never. If you wasn't a fighter, you cannot be a referee. I don't agree with that. I, I see a lot of people that they they are you know they're outside. They they just study. They understand it. They can be they can be very good referees. Very good mm -hmm. referees. You don't need to be a fighter to be a referee. It's better to be because you're gonna be more into the game. But you cannot have a fighter's mind when you're ref. Mm -hmm. You gotta be mm -hmm. someone impartial. You gotta you go there. And one thing that you know, um, the, the being instructor was more helpful than being fighter. And I'm, mm -hmm. I, 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 my whole life I was built to be a good instructor. So I, I believe that, you know, my, my capability, because I start was four years old. So after a while, I could read minds. I, I, I can see someone uh, uh, playing, and you know that. Your student then saw me doing that many times. 
and then tell what the per person is thinking. Well, you're thinking this way. How do you know that? Mm -hmm. I can read your attitude. I can read what you're doing. So I would judge the fight uh, through the movements, but I can, I, can, uh, I can read right there who wants to fight and who don't want to fight. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's very, very easy to see that. So who is more strategic to want to win the fight um, or don't want to lose and get a chance to win or someone's going for it. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because um, when you talk about that the other day, Grandmaster uh, uh, Jean-Baptiste Wahed was saying that Grandmaster uh, Alva, it wasn't, wasn't him, it was somebody younger. I, was, I think it was uh, Pedro Valente saying that Grandmaster Alva was Grandmaster Jean uh, Elio Grace was very disappointed after a while in the competitions because we're, we were pointing uh, who was fighting for to win, who was going after the, 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 the victory. And then mm -hmm. his, his way to fight was to survive, to don't lose. So he could, he could, he could prove himself for many times in his lifetime that was very tough to beat him. Mm -hmm. He, he, he uh, thought that being defeated was, uh, was the ability to don't lose. But competition is for to win. You know, so uh, being conf confident and, exactly. and be prepared, right? Exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, the competition, I, I think competition is a battlefield. It's not, it's not somebody trying to invade the city. It's a different thing. Mm -hmm. you know, both armies on the battlefield, so you got to fight. You can't have the strategies there. But if you have, if you see a, a war that you, are, you have a castle and you build walls and people cannot invade it, um, it's an interesting uh, uh, subject to talk about. But uh, mm -hmm. you gotta go for to win. You gotta show the capability to uh, uh, input your game and you know and uh, uh, move ahead over your opponent's uh, game. So. Uh, I, I think that, that it's fair when you make a decision over who was uh, looking for to win and who was mm -hmm. just defending, trying to survive. Right. So one of the questions that we had from our viewers uh, is uh, the example of a concept, the difference between a concept and a technique. So if you can give us a, a, your take on that. So people say... When you know a technique, it's great, but when you know a concept, you know thousands of uh, techniques. Can you exactly. talk to us about this? Exactly. That's why uh, physical education or yoga or anything that gives you, uh, you know, a body control or body, uh, body awareness or movement mm -hmm. awareness, anything that gives you this, uh, this, uh, this science part of it, you know, support it, uh, will help. So concept is that, uh, you know, a lot of people say the theory and the practical are different. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. if the, the ther theory and the practical part are different, the theory has to be changed. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the theory has to be exactly, you know, that uh, what uh, gives the practical part the support mm -hmm. for someone who cannot do it. Yeah. So understand the concept is like, you know, I, I, can, I can teach you a number as a movement. Mm -hmm. But I can uh, make you understand what's the action, you know, um, the, what what's the damage going to create, you know, what's the part that you, know, you have to hold here and, and make the leverage there about that to make that action here. So when you understand the concept about an armbar, how the mm -hmm. arm can be broken, you can give armbar for right. a different, a lot of different ways. But if you just right. know the armbar, the movement itself, uh, and don't understand the concept about, the, about how that works and how that, that damage comes and blah, 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 
you you understand the movement and that's it. So you're gonna mm -hmm. be uh, uh, somebody with good memory, right? But uh, not with an open mind to get that movement and, and, and apply in different ways. You know, so right, that's exactly what it is. You you can apply the Amba from so many different ways. And it's about also make sure your hips are tight and your hands are in the right position. Exactly. Right. Uh, what about leg locks? So leg locks were thrown upon by the Gracias. Do you know yeah, why? No, uh, sorry, Les, you didn't understand what I said? The concept and, and, the, and the... Leg locks. No, leg locks, you know what's funny? Uh, exactly, mind and body connection. But leg locks are funny because when I was a kid, I was 10, 11 years old, foot locks were my, my best movements because I was very tiny kid, small, mm -hmm. and I was fighting kids bigger than me, so I just could get them with the foot locks. Uh, but uh, what happened is uh, years were passing and the, the, the jiu-jitsu spread, and those techniques start to become a little more um, not so well applied. And a lot of people were getting hurt. So mm -hmm. they start to reduce the, you know, who could apply it until um, uh, so straight foot lock now have to be done with a, you know, straight position. The foot cannot cross over the leg. You have to step the mm -hmm. foot there and move to the side of the foot. And uh, it's a lot of restrictions would make more, more, more safe and more mm -hmm. unreal. Uh, right. But the idea of uh, leg locks and foot locks, that like leg locks came to us when we start to go overseas because we didn't do leg locks in the past. We do mm -hmm. we did foot locks and that's it. Not heel hooks, not leg locks, uh, mm -hmm. not toe holes. And, but when we start to go overseas and catch wrestling, sambo, blah, blah. And so come on, that, that, that works. That's really good. Mm -hmm. So it's time to bring to the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was funny, but uh, in the beginning, we didn't, we didn't have the, 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 the total control over that movement, but we had the ability. So when they start to come to our understanding, a lot of uh, guys start to do amazing work uh, with the legs. But I still consider that, you know, uh, 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 that, 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 uh, that did open the range of possibilities in Jiu-Jitsu. And mm -hmm. that was really well, well, welcome. I think that was a really good to uh, to bring the leg locks and all the works that, that, that you know for for the competition, for the practicing as well, mm -hmm. even with the risk that that, that brings. Yeah. Um, how about uh, women in jiu-jitsu? How are you em empowering them uh, through your association and and all the black belts that you that are representing you? Can you talk to us about how? Um, you know, you are empowering them and encouraging them to, to train. You know, I, I started to train uh, women back in the middle 80s, no, early 80s. I got my black belt in January 84. Mm -hmm. At that point, I already had some girls training under my instruction. And in 87, 88, I had a, a competition team, a women competition team. We had very few clubs in, in, in Brazil. They had women mm -hmm. training. We could count on the fingers. And the competition was like right. uh, five, six, ten girls in the competition. I had to, uh, no, can you fight her? No, come here, don't go, fight her. <laughs> like you're doing Canada right now. But, yeah. you know, back, back in uh, that, that, that time was like that. 
So I always empowered. My first wife, uh, my son's mother, she's a black belt and she's a very good, very aggressive uh, mm -hmm. fighter. She was an amazing competitor. And uh, so I, I, I believe that it's no, uh, I remember one, once a, a reporter went to one of my students and asked her during competition, oh, what are you doing jiu-jitsu here, scrambling on the ground? How do you train uh, that in the, in the club? You train with the guys? Uh, what's all about that? And she said, you know what? My professor, Professor Bering, he teach me techniques. And techniques, the way he teach, don't have sex or age. Mm -hmm. So it's just about to do it. And yeah. uh, I have a picture. I, I don't. I cannot. I have not. Not in my hands to send to you right now. But I have a picture uh, back in. Uh, I think it's '89, in a club here in Bahia Juca, after our no gi class. But we had the gi pants and uh, no top. The girls with a with a, uh, just the tops, no mm -hmm. shirt, and all the guys with no shirt, and everybody sweat like crazy. But we had like six girls in the, that that day training with us and very tough training. So that was really long time ago. I still uh, uh, empowering them as much as I, I I can, women to do it. I know the difficulty mm -hmm. for when they start their, uh, as the little girls, they do a lot. And then when they go for 14 years old, there's a time they, they make a decision. If they keep mm -hmm. going, they're going to be very good black girls for sure. Yeah. But at the time they make a decision, so most of them that they quit by because there's a boyfriend, because you know they don't feel comfortable training with the boys they, they, they used to train before. You know, it's a little, uh, the, the physical changes are, are, are a big impact in the decision as well. So it's a lot like a uh, lot of the athletes who become a blue belt and then they quit, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and Elsa's saying here, we're all the same in a game. We're all the same everywhere, mm -hmm. I think. You know, we're, we're yeah. not the same uh, in, in, in uh, the, the nature made us different. So we mm -hmm. cannot compare a man and a woman in a fight. That can happen, but uh, if that's exactly even a man and another man, the different weight divisions for sure. If I'm if I'm 80 kilos and I fire a guy 100 kilos, and he's he have another uh, 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 super bag with 100 kilos and super bag with 80 kilos, man, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. super bag with 80 kilos, they're gonna get beat up. You know, a guy yep. with 100 kilos gonna because we, uh, the unproportionality is a factor for uh, to win. Or mm -hmm. I'm better technically, or I'm stronger. So I have to be one another. If I have the, if we have the same technique, I'm stronger. I'm gonna beat you. If I have the right. same strength, I'm more technical. I'm gonna beat you. Mm -hmm. If we both have the same technique and the uh, same strength, but I'm more, I'm mentally stronger. I will beat you. So uh, we go right. for uh, uh, the the four pillars that we're gonna have there is the the, the physical, the technical, the intellectual, and the mm -hmm. spiritual. Mm -hmm. So all those factors, they, they make... Enough. The same pillow in yoga. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone who, um, men or women, wants to train jiu-jitsu, but, you know, for whatever reason, they keep putting it off, how, what advice do you have for them? Like, what in your, you know, in your eyes, what jiu-jitsu bring to you and to your students? Um, how could you convince them to to join? And especially now with, with what's going on with COVID, there's so much uncertainty. Are we going to wear a gi and a full, you know, uh, pr protection gear? Are we going to be training in some kind of, of a little square? W what, what advice do you have? Uh, to start, um, you know, it's funny. 
you're just going to join a martial art when you start to feel that the right to defend yourself is something that you, you start to give value. You know, mm -hmm. I'll go join a martial art because I believe to defend myself uh, matters. Mm -hmm. So this, this kind of uh, self-esteem is one thing can push you through that. Other things that I start to look for self-esteem, and I, I and as somebody said the martial arts will, will help me with that. So how do, how do I have to start? How how do I start? Today mm -hmm. we can research a lot and see what's the environment closer to your place that you can go and search for. You know who is the teacher? What's the the, the lineage? What's the the, the 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 methodology applied there? What's the focus? You know, and then you can identify yourself, and then you have to go there and watch them. You know, talk, understand the, you know, you know, make the, you know, the first approach, talking, asking right. questions, and seeing the environment if you feel uh, uh, comfortable there. And then you have to start a, start a class. If if mm -hmm. the club don't have a beginners class, then we have a problem. If the club don't have private classes for to, you know, uh, uh, do the first approach for the student, we have a problem. So mm -hmm. in in a in an open class, just you know, just get it, get there, jump in, is a challenge. You know, how many right. times did you think about quit? It's in, in, intimidating. <laughs> is that very intimidating? Yeah, yeah. You know, like for you, you're a fighter. You're 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 a person with a lot of a lot of heart. But mm -hmm. you know, it took a while for you to decide. No, I'm not gonna quit. Nobody's mm -hmm. gonna make me quit. And I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, but that's that's a challenge for all of us, you know. Everybody right. go through that. So I think that to start, mm -hmm. you gotta research, you gotta look, you gotta talk, and you have to f uh, feel, and then uh, just jump in and, and and don't quit. But you know what? That's right. Sometimes you don't you don't know exactly what you want, and then after one two years, you you feel like comfortable with what you have. You, know, you don't have bruises on the legs anymore as much as you used to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so Master Bering, um, we hear a lot about the invisible jiu-jitsu. Um, yeah. when, when I um, started the jiu-jitsu, that was summer of 2016, I never thought about the breath of being uh, something I can use as a secret weapon when I fight my opponent. Uh, I've been doing yoga for 15 years, but uh, jiu-jitsu for me was more a way to, uh, like, a, a tr for training purposes. And then, you know, we talked about the breath, and I wanted to, to talk about that, how, you know, for an athlete or just someone who grapples, how can they use uh, the breath, or is there any other invisible jiu-jitsu to um, use as leverage against their, their opponent? Exactly. Then the concepts start to work. You understand that? That's so important for the concept. <laughs> you know about the breathing. You know, if I all uh, let's let's learn how to breathe properly. Breathe during the movement. Mm -hmm. You have to breathe out when you explode. When you do this, don't 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 retain the air in your in your in your lungs. Just uh, uh, put it out. You know, mm -hmm. and, and and we have we can train and and make it physically. Uh, um, natural like okay become a second nature if you make a breathe right. same way same way same way naturally gonna happen but when you right. have the conscience about you know the breathing that you know poke right there uh, mm -hmm. it's funny because the other day the guy was uh, talking to us and saying i know what 
I don't know if I breathe right, breathe wrong. The master always saying, well, you just have to breathe naturally. It's funny when yes. he says that because he have the conscience about how to do it. So be, he became his second nature. So he, he don't talk about that. He don't, he don't really focus on that part. But people don't, uh, they're not, they even start with their kids because when you're a kid, you learn four years old. The right. time on the mats will make you adapt yourself so much. You're going to start to have natural uh, uh, attitudes toward the, you know, the repetition again and again and again and then don't stop and go longer. So mm -hmm. the, the, uh, uh, just there, leaving that environment, you're going to do it properly. But you don't have the conscience about that. You don't know you're doing properly. So uh, in the uh, middle 80s, uh, early to middle ages, we start to uh, 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 have more uh, interaction with the power yoga. To Master Orlando Cani, after that, uh, Alvaro Romano, that was his student. Uh, mm -hmm. I went, uh, had a very good friend, from, uh, Ricardo Raposo, is a yoga master as well. I was inviting to come to my club and, and, and give us the different um, uh, trainings uh, that or ways to train that could put together the breathing and the, and the fighting. So mm -hmm. most of the time he had to, to take the gi off and, and not jujitsu, let's do movements, uh, blind you, and you're going to be there, you're going to be here. So a lot of exercises that we could do for understand the breathing part. And then mm -hmm. uh, start to make it under stress to become your second nature. But I, I believe that you know breathing correctly will help you for sure in your game. You're gonna survive longer. You know you're not gonna spend so much energy, and uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna oxidate your body so fast. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna be you know burning your muscles so. You know, look at how change your life when you start to do the Wim Hof method. Right, absolutely. What I found interesting too is when you become so aware of, of the breath and, and its power, then when you grapple, you can just pay attention to the breath of the opponent. And then right. you know if the opponent is, you know, out of breath, then you have more chances to use that against the opponent. Right, so paying attention not only to your breath, but but the other person's breath. And, and and also, if you have this this kind of understanding, and you have you you, you have the, the control over the technique, and mm -hmm. you have the control over the breathing. Exactly. When your when your opponent breathe out, is the time to apply the technique. Mm -hmm. So if the, he don't have, if the opponent don't have the conscience that you have, you can right. you can get a good momentum more mm -hmm. often and. and, and, and uh, and easier than your opponent to have a chance. So yeah. by, by the breathing, you know, if I'm working with you, stand up, and you breathe out, boom, it's time for me to to to, to check out your, your balance and try to throw. If I want to expose exactly. pass your guard, you breathe, right. <laughs> boom, I pass the guard. You don't, yeah. you, you don't have a chance to, to uh, if you if you try to, to fight back at that moment, you're going to burn yourself. You're going to get more mm -hmm. tired. So is exactly the time to, to make the investment when somebody's breathing out. Exactly. So let's uh, talk also a little bit more about yoga. Do you have a yoga practice or have you seen your athletes who practice yoga on a regular basis see a difference with their jiu-jitsu? For sure. You know, that's funny, not just yoga, but uh, when we start to have the surfers coming mm -hmm. to jiu-jitsu, 
because of the breeding in surfing, there's a lot, there's a lot of a lot of diving, you know, uh, waves breaking over your head and keep you under the water for a while without breath. Mm -hmm. So that kind of uh, 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 experience in the water, yeah, that kind right. of skill in jiu-jitsu made a lot of difference. You know, they, they, mm -hmm. you know, they start to have the uh, very good. And that was, uh, for us, that helped us a lot. Running, biking, swimming, surfing, anything that could, uh, uh, climbing, um, you know, hiking up uh, 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 but fast. Uh, all the exercise that can really improve the the, the, the physical skills through the breathing techniques and gymnastics. Endurance, yes. Endurance, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know... It, it's, How uh, about Gymnastica Natural? Exactly. Joey, I don't know I, what it I, is. I, rec <laughs> I recommend that. You know, Gymnastica Natural for everyone. For everyone. Yoga... Um, I think yoga is, a, is, a, uh, is something that Everybody should do it. It's not mm -hmm. for it's for everyone. You know, right. It's for injury. It's for maintenance of the joints, bone connection, mind, body, spirit, for sure. Exactly. You know, for the four pillars, we have to work the four pillars. That idea. Exactly. Um, have you ever? Um, uh, when when you meditate or when you, your athletes meditate, we say, you know, champions, what they see is what they be. Do they use visualization as a technique oh, yeah. to prepare? And yeah. um, how often do they do it? Like, well, what what's the experience with it? I know meditation is another, there's another discipline commitment. Mm -hmm. You gotta have a discipline to be meditate. If not, you're not gonna be meditating. You have meditated in the morning, in the afternoon, or night. You gotta, mm -hmm. you know, twice a day, at least once a day uh, uh, when you have a chance. I'm not, I'm not doing so often. Actually, I, I promised my 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 meditation master that I will uh, get back there, and I lied. I didn't get back there yet. But I know what what was a competitor. My best results, my my best time that I was really getting very good results were was when I was meditating. That really improved. Right. Uh, you, I don't. That's not improvement. Is a, a good word. Is a, is a balance that balance your life that puts you, you know, under under right. control. The visualization is amazing training. You know, I do that a lot. I do it on the planes, and some sometimes mm -hmm. I'm going for a place I know going to be a challenge. Right. So I got to be in a plane. Uh, you know, projecting possibilities. You know what uh, what can happen? Can happen this, that, that, that. So I start to visualize the situation, and if that happens, I'm ready. I'm not going to be surprised. It calms your mind. It prepares you. So for people who you know are, are struggling with negative emotions, especially right now with time of COVID, uh, they can't see their family. They're worried. What what technique do you use, or what suggestion do you have for people who, um, you know, need to overcome those challenges? Uh, you know, is if you got if you got caught by the fear, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. If you got caught by the by the by the pandemic fear, or this is the worst. You know, be afraid of to die. And I have been talking to people, to live is more than don't die. <laughs> live is <laughs> much more than don't die. So right. be afraid of to get a virus or, or sickness or here or there. You know, it, it, you're already dead. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So that we, your mind will bring you down for sure. 
because okay. you're weak. If you're weak, right. you feel afraid. So at that point, you're not you're not the same person. You're not strong. So meditation will help to keep you focused on and all go through mm-hmm. this. It's like I remember when I went first uh, two times. I went for a, a flat lodge in, in, in Winnipeg. The first two times I did survive there. I, I wasn't enjoying it at all. I was thinking about this is going to end sometime. Right? I'm not going to pass mm-hmm. out. If I pass out, I'm, I'll be okay. Somebody's going to help me. But I go. I want. I have to go through this. It was three, four hours in there, sweating like crazy. People uh, falling, and then so I said, when it finished, oh. I went through. Mm-hmm. The third time is the only, was the only time I really enjoyed. I, I I I was there with my spirit open for the experience. But the two first times I was there surviving. So I don't want to be here, man. I want like, somebody get me out of here. I cannot ask for to get out of here. What am I gonna do? I gotta not do. It. The second time was funny. The guys brought me uh, brought brought you the 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 the, the, the uh, bull skin. And it gave, mm-hmm. it gave me the honor to hold it. Oh, come on. That's, that was an honor, but it was painful because, you know, the, the, the hot air comes under. So I had to hold it. So burn your arm. And I had a towel around my arm. And mm-hmm. I was thinking about the other guys without the towel, the other four natives here, uh, three natives and myself holding that. That was tough to be holding it for a while, no concentrating. So I went through that uh, without uh, opening my spirit. But the third time, when I, 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 I knew what, what, what was experienced, and then I sit there and say, no, man, relax, and let it happen. So I, I had a very, very intense experience that time. And I can consider the same, the same thing happens to us in a lot, a lot of different things. And, uh, to feel comfortable, you have to put yourself there and, and really... So meditation, uh, 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 visualization... You know, so you're convincing basically your yourself, your 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 mind that everything is gonna be fine, right? That you 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 are telling yourself so much positivity that nothing can happen to you, and whatever pain is is there is gonna be short term. Exactly, same thing that mm-hmm. Henry is asking here. You know, Pauli, Prophet, so what happened is, uh, Hammer just asked, I did cry. You know, it's, it's funny, cryotherapy is, a, is exactly, you know, if you go for a sweat lodge for four hours or cryotherapy for three minutes, you're going to feel the same. Three minutes yeah. there, you know, freezing, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, really, you think about get out of there. But remember, right. I did that in Utah. In Utah, they had, instead of the, the, the barrel that you get in, was was a cabin like you feel like a, 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 a like a, a bar fridge like they put you in and lock in there so people start to keep seeing you behind the, the glass and and that day when I went there I I was meditating I was thinking about it I really did twice and I said no, this time I'm gonna enjoy it and the three minutes just went like easy mm-hmm. breathe 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 but I didn't use the Wim Hof I didn't know that about that at that time. But that was mm-hmm. uh, the day that I, I really did enjoy it. That was nice cryotherapy. But the first two times also. <laughs> <laughs> you felt like running out. So yeah. I just uh, wanted to touch, um, just for, in the interest of time, about self-defense. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, self-defense, you know, um, the difference um, of jiu-jitsu and self-defense and um, also how did you create the program and what is it 
that this program has uh, different from other self-defense? You know what? Yeah, that, that, that appropriate behavior progressive management management was a uh, God's gift came to my 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 life uh, to my mind as an inspiration. I used the self defense that we had for to uh, develop a program that uh, bring people for uh, better uh, legal. It was more to have a legal support. Mm -hmm. respect of self-defense wasn't just a self-defense i was i was i thought i was a, a self-defense master you know in 2008 i wasn't okay. i was a, a, a reaction master i was training people to react mm -hmm. i became a self-defense specialist really after after learn that is all the 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 the, the, um, the support that we have to have for to make a decision to go physical And that mm -hmm. brings us for another level. That that really really uh, brings another level. I think self-defense is the same thing. You know, I, I, I disagree when people say, "Oh, the guy don't do self-defense will not be able to defend himself." No, that's wrong for sure. That's wrong. If I just train grappling, I never did self-defense in my life. But I'm a fighter. If I get somebody who's not a fighter, I I will I'll defend myself. Maybe I'm gonna eat mm -hmm. some punches or kicks here and there. But I gotta I gotta I gotta beat up that person for sure. I don't think that just a fighter that goes for grappling, if have a heart, you know, to defend himself, mm -hmm. it's not just a rolling guy that, oh, no, don't touch me. No, no, come on. <laughs> Got to punch in the face, feel the, 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 the blood go uh, down, and you can react. You're going right. to survive, even if, if you're just a, a, a sport guy. But mm -hmm. when you have self-defense, self-defense gives a little more uh, 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 line. Control. Mm -hmm. Not just control, but give you more line of a proper reaction under the chaotic uh, situation. So mm -hmm. you you, under, you identify exactly the opportunity to give the proper answer. So self defense mm -hmm. give you a very fast and quick answer, more organized for that that that, uh, that uh, stimulus that that attack. It gives you more chances to control the opponent in a shorter amount of time, right? Exactly. You know, it's no, no mm -hmm. different uh, from my self-defense than my, my standard grace. Actually, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a non-gracy guy that really follows 100%, you know, the gracie. I, I, I believe that what we do is gracie jiu-jitsu. All, all of you guys under myself, I try to put everybody doing mm -hmm. gracie jiu-jitsu. But putting self-defense in the first line, that everybody have to do it to understand the self-defense aspect, understand the appropriate behavior, progressive management, Understand your rights as a fighter. Understand the way you're doing, and you gotta be a competitor as well. So why not? You're not gonna go compete in sports I don't. You know, you gotta. You can't be good in everything. It's not. It's not. It's not a. It's not a, 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 a limit. People give limit to themselves. So oh, I'm just gonna roll the ground. I don't want to be good in judo. Come on, man. You can't be good in anything. In everything, if you want, you just need to dedicate more time for it. So, you know, very good. Very important. I think the competition is. I know. I. I. I First priority, my students got to know the progressive system is based on self-defense. And then they have to understand exactly the foundation of the sport. And mm -hmm. then after that, they're going to be uh, uh, guided to roll the best they can. And then I, I'll motivate everybody to be a fighter and, and compete. Remember, I told you that. You don't want to compete. You got to compete, Flo. You got to go, mm -hmm. go and compete. Go there and yeah. get your ass beat up. And then <laughs> do, your best, do, do your best. That's what you told me. Do, do my best.
Um, I have another question that was sent to me regarding the documentary that was made by Professor Robert Drysdale. Uh, it's called The Close Guard about the origin of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Do you know anything about it? Were you involved at all? Uh, do you have interest yeah, so no, to, to I, watch I like, it? I, I like that Drysdale. I like, personally, mm -hmm. I like him uh, uh, as a guy. But in that matter, I think that he's going a very wrong way. You know, it, it, it's interesting that, because when you start to... to I, I born on the mats and I, I have my heroes. That wasn't... Mm -hmm. uh, the, they, they were not from the... From, from the, 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 the the magazines. My heroes are library heroes from my family, yeah. from the mats. And those guys, they did that for sure. They, 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 they lived there. They, they brought me who I am and brought me to bring people for the, their best, for their full potential. That's the idea. So nothing going to deny the importance of these people in my life, on the life of Jiu-Jitsu. So I think that, you know, judge the graces is a very mis big mistake people make. The great, if it wasn't for them, we would not be here talking about that. Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, so just to close off, I have, uh, we have about uh, three minutes. I have some rapid fire questions. So those are just yeah. questions. You just answer them rapidly, whatever comes first into your mind. You ready for that? Of course. All right. So what is, I don't know if that's a, a, a good question. What is your first job out of school? My first job out of school, wow! I think my first job I was uh, selling um, pictures, and then I did some uh, surf shorts, and I did. So I was not jujitsu. <laughs> no, no jujitsu. I was always uh, when I was seventeen. My 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 father built a club for us, a uh, club for us to teach. But I was seventeen. I, I was not a teacher. I was just helping. So you still yeah. worked on the side, all right? Exactly. Okay. I had to work to make some money on the side. I remember mm -hmm. my, me and my brother got the first salary. My brother spent the, the first salary uh, buying uh, juice for the poor guys on the street in, in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, what are you uniquely good at? What? What are you uniquely good at? What is something that you think you are excellent at doing that others are not? I'm good to talk. I, I think I'm a good talker. Okay, people. People skills. Do you have a morning routine? And if so, what is it? Sorry, morning routine? Mm-hmm. A good breakfast? Okay. And surf. And surfing. Good. <laughs> um, if you had to choose one person um, to be your, uh, an advisor in your circle for something you're working on or for top decision, who would that be? My father, Grandmaster Jean Alberto, Grandmaster Alberto. All, all, all the time I have these three guys as a reference for me. You know, they really helped me a lot to make good decisions. Mm -hmm. I talk to them a lot. Very nice. And I say uh, one of them. I cannot say one of them. Mm -hmm. It's always good, anyways, to to have different advisor in your circle, like a sounding board, right? So that you can then make the right decision for you. Um, what are you building right now? Wow, what I'm building right now—that's funny. I'm building some uh, 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 structure. If I cannot travel. If I cannot mm -hmm. go overseas, I cannot go to the places away, 
you know, I decided. My life, when I made the decision to open from a club, to be a consultant and go worldwide twice a year for everyone, uh, that was a risky decision. And now I'm having some difficulties, financial difficulties here, which is natural. So I have to find ways for to go over it and offer mm -hmm. something that can be more solid as in coming. Right. Even mm -hmm. at this point that everybody's broken worldwide, I have to find a way that not get, uh, not to explore anybody. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and instead, what we have been doing for less, uh, almost three months right now, was uh, just uh, open and uh, free, uh, uh, free, uh, um, um, you know, courses, free seminars, free, I didn't make any, any uh, uh, you know, I didn't sell anything. Yeah. And at this point now, what we're doing is trying to get people, I didn't want to make a coin, a, a change of coin, or, you know, I asked for some help worldwide for people uh, to keep supporting SBA, which is a group of people that work for me that make a beautiful work. So I have, I have to keep paying them the salary that I offer them. And right. by myself alone, not making any income, I cannot do it. So I got help from worldwide from a lot of students already. We could save the first month. Next month is not mm -hmm. there yet. We need a student mm -hmm. some help. Uh, to go there until I think going to be uh, September going to be the, the time that that, that thing going to start to get more balanced. And uh, But so we are trying. Mm -hmm. uh, um, the programs, online programs, we had had it on mind. But we didn't do anything there. You had no, it's funny because we had no time to go for it. Now we have mm -hmm. a lot of time to go for it. It's necessary right. to go for it. <laughs> so if anybody wants to support can, you, where, like where would they go? <laughs> if anybody wants to support your association. Exactly. So uh, my email address, silviobearing2000 at yahoo.com. I have a PayPal mm -hmm. account there. Mm -hmm. You know, the, 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 we have donations being being given for this address, but some people are having difficulties to, to, to donate. We, we got a lot of calls of people get difficulties to donate. So I already put on my TD bank account in Canada for people to donate for that account in Canada. And I have a, a Bank of America account in the United States that also the Americans can help us there. For anybody want to mm -hmm. contact me in private here for my, in my messages, feel free. I'm gonna give mm -hmm. you uh, all the directions for to do that. That's that, you know what I'm not not ashamed to to say that it's coming necessary right now. Oh, right, my partner is there watching the the, the the live as well. This this is the guy who made you know GPSAE is an appropriate behavior progressive management, and he was the guy who made it happen. He was the guy mm -hmm. who made the, the, all the, the 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 idea become a reality and very successful. I'm glad we have been doing that. Yeah. Very well. Um, and would they go on to your website, the uh, Silvia Bering Association, for more information yeah, no, as well? Web, the website is www.sbajj.com. Mm -hmm. And our okay. other website for, it's just in Portuguese, the other one, unfortunately, the, 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 the GPCI, GPCI.online is just in Portuguese. But if you understand, anybody who understands Portuguese there can go there. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have the link, and I know Flo. I'm we are we are making out the next course. I'm translating uh, for to do that in English. Uh, you're gonna get an invitation. The first group I will invite mm -hmm. to, to to see how that works. You guys are gonna give me the feedback about that, 
and then I'm gonna put the, the, the this course online for to sell. It's an amazing course. It's, uh, you know, everybody who's doing that is is, is the feedback is amazing for everyone who's doing Perfect. that. Perfect. Worldwide doing Portuguese. The first one we did for 60 days here. We ended mm -hmm. 30 days, but in 60 days of practicing, you know, going back, reviewing, bringing cases, so we bring videos or situations that people went through and try to solve it properly, not just for mm -hmm. self-defense, but all the, the attitudes that are based on the, the legality. So what are you mm -hmm. going to do if that happens? So like today was a situation, it was, it was, a, it was a fake situation in the club the guy is there, the shark is there, and the student comes towards him crazy, mad that he heard that he said something bad about him. And uh, so he starts to show in a progressive uh, way how to deal with the first um, level of force, just stand up properly, say, well, that was okay. The second, I have to go and say a little more things, but very polite. The third level, go and then use the, the, the force of the law. So don't have cameras, I can call the cops and do this. And the fourth level, he had to control the guy, you know, uh, keep the distance, block him, and then uh, move him away. And the fifth level, then go for submission. So it was very interesting how he brought that as a, as a lesson under mm -hmm. uh, that specific situation. So we have to, uh, to study all the aspects of our, you know, um, possibilities that could be done. And right. keep it exactly under the legal aspect. Mm -hmm. you know, so it has been very, very interesting. And my father uh, uh, joined us there almost every day. And, as, you know, he just loved it. It's funny because he came to me and, uh, last week and said, you know, Silvio, um, I was very resistant of, uh, you know, for this program yours. I was very resistant. I didn't understand that. But now I understand mm -hmm. and I love it. So I'm sorry to don't, don't, don't put myself in it. Uh, you know, so, so for my father, because mm -hmm. I have been doing that for almost 12 years now. But my father to don't, really don't buy it for you know, 12 years. And then, and, and then he, he uh, really opened that for me. That mm -hmm. was a big thing. So I understand when people have a little difficulty to understand what we, we're looking for. Yeah. Most people think that we are trying to uh, uh, turn them on sheeps. Just mm -hmm. no, no, no fight, no fight. It's not about that. It's about, you know, uh, authority. It's about use your authority. Right. But don't legal respect. You know, mm -hmm. no, and I, wanna, I don't want to give a ticket to the jail for my students. That's the idea. Hey, Lance, do the question again, Lance. Do, uh, make the same question again, please. Let's see who's here. Greg King. Daniel Rodak, professor. Elsa came back. Lucas. Reinaldo Bravin, João Helder, Rafael Lubocão, Doug, César, Dubinsky, Chavo. So, let's ask your question again. I'll, I'll ask you the question in a minute. He did send it to me. Okay, he did send it to you? Yeah. So, um, moving on to the next rapid fire question What are you rebuilding? I rebuilt in my life. I, I, I got separated two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I rebuilt in my life. I'm, you know, uh, I was 12 years marriage. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's funny because uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't so difficult because the marriage was working, wasn't working anymore. It was mm -hmm. a bad relationship. 
But to be, you know, I, I was pretty wild before that that uh, marriage, and I I was afraid when I got uh, separated again to to go back to the same lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, I am afraid of myself to you know make that that bad decision there. So I tried to rebuild my life to be alone and you know have a girlfriend or you know make it you know a little more low. So before you were wild and now you are wise. <laughs> is, uh, you know, I feel myself a little pushed to be a wild again. I'm not, I'm not uh, wise enough. I, I think I'm virtuous, not wise. I think, you know the difference between virtuous and wise? No. No, when you're wise, you don't hesitate in decision. You enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You do it correct because you enjoy mm -hmm. it. When you're virtuous, you do it with a bad taste in the mouth. You, I want to do the wrong thing, but I do the right because I know it's right. So... That's being mm -hmm. virtuous. <laughs> Lance needs a Brazilian girlfriend. Maybe, Master, you can help him out. Um, so, Lance had a question in regard of uh, buying uh, Canadian uh, geese and, you know, patches from your association. Where, where can he find those? Yeah, you know what? We are working on it. You know, we are working first. Now, at this point, we are working just in Brazil for a while. We mm -hmm. have, we still have the relationship with all everybody worldwide. We have every, every 15 days a meeting that everyone is invited to go in. Not everyone's going. Some people are not feeling comfortable to do that. I don't know, but uh, we're trying to motivate everyone. Make sure I'm, I'm still there. So I'm, 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 mm -hmm. I, I give a full support to everyone. And at, at this point, the support I can give is go there and talk and make sure, guys, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to come back. Prepare your 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 your, your mind to come back. So to uh, we're not investing any money because I don't have the money to invest right now. But if we I had some money to invest, I will be uh, I will be for sure doing that for you know building things for to sell. At this point, mm -hmm. we are holding back a little to make sure I can pay the bills. Very well. Um, in terms of students who uh, want to be part of the Global Jiu-Jitsu Federation, but their schools are not. How can they be affiliated? I tried, I, I tried to convince everyone to be affiliated there. You know, I believe JJJF for sure. We still have to do a lot of things. We're not doing the purpose that we, 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 we promised that we will do. So we still mm -hmm. only uh, everyone trust in us to mm -hmm. move ahead in actions. But uh, for, for to really to make that actions, we need support. So I try to convince, I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. I don't force my representatives to join the GGF or to join this or join that. I say, guys, it's a very good idea and I need the support. Some of them, they understand it and they support it. Some of them don't, don't understand, don't support it. But if you can go to JJJF by yourself there, and if you sign in, you're going to have a lot of clubs there. You can choose for one and sign under that club. Everybody's the same family. So that's no, not a big deal. And we have some uh, same situation happening in IBJJF. You know, some guys in their clubs are not, uh, the instructor's not under IBJJF. The guy want to fight, uh, the, you know, some tournament in IBJJF. What I have to do? I have to go there, check it out, see what which club is closer mm -hmm. to your place there. You know, so you're in Canada and you're, you're, you're in Ontario. But the one is in, in Alberta, that one is, is in the IBJJF. Go there, sign, sign in under IBJJF. 
So they are better team. We have Arashidona, Alberto, we have the guys, the Matador, we have King VJJ, we have Brazuca Nuke, we have a lot of guys uh, in Canada. And mm -hmm. uh, no Pedro is under the DJF from the beginning. It, uh, actually, Pedro always, when I say, Pedro, I need you for the man. He's the first one to jump in. He's a very loyal. Not, not, mm -hmm. I'm not judging the loyalty if somebody don't, don't, don't sign in there. But uh, Pedro is beyond loyalty. Is uh, you know, anything I say, I have full support from him. So I, I know some people still a little, maybe don't, maybe my English not that good. <laughs> no, it's very good. Um, what's your favorite movie or documentary? Seven Samurai is always the best movie. Okay, very nice. Samurai is always the best movie. I what like what do you li I like? Watch, the, I, can, what, I can watch that over and over again forever. What, se what scene is your favorite? Do you have one? Sorry? What's, uh, what, what's your favorite moment in the movie? Oh, come on. I think that movie is amazing. You have so much, you know, so, so much good movement, mo moments. I think that that's a class. All the, all the, all the, all, not just the battles, but the attitude, the way they mm -hmm. walk, the way they, they, they talk. The mm -hmm. You know, it's about authority there. Those guys yeah. have authority. So it's, a, it's very good, and you know, uh, to watch it and then see the way they had the confidence. They, they walk on the street. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. That is a very yeah, good movie. It's a great movie. Um, if you had an entrance song, like when you enter, you know, uh, a cage on an MMA fight, what would be your song? Pull it from <laughs> Okay. Very nice. Do you want to sing it for us? It's just the music. It's not... It's not a song, you know, but nobody's singing. It's just, -na 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 -na. It's just like, I like that word. Okay, that, you like the reading. Eye of the, Eye of the Tiger. I of the Tiger. It was my brother's song. And I, and I can, you know, I could use it in his honor. I like that, but, you know, uh, my brother was all about the Eye of the Tiger, man. It was, it was exactly that. That's a great one, too. Um, those were all, all my questions, Master Bering. Is there anything else you want to add? Maybe talk to us about. What's your vision of, of Jiu-Jitsu in the next, I don't know, uh, six months, two years, ten years? Yeah. Is there anything that you are concerned about or excited about? You know what? That's funny because I, I, I think that people uh, want to hear about old, old school and, uh, and modern Jiu-Jitsu. And, and always uh, the question comes in Portuguese. Everybody asks that. What oh, about old, old school jiu-jitsu, the new jiu-jitsu? <laughs> what do you think about being bolo? I love everything. I think jiu-jitsu is evolving. It's evolving in a different way. You know, old right. school guys have resistance of uh, new movements because they're not there anymore. But if they mm -hmm. were training there and somebody tried to apply, they will be looking about solutions, not, you know, judging from outside. So I, it's, uh, I, I, like those guys that I asked them, my grandmasters, my father, those guys, you know, they are very resistant over you know, the rules, the new rules, the new fighters. They do this, they do that. They say, yeah, come on, guys, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like that. I think this is not evolving. Instead, it's going backwards. You know, jiu-jitsu is not evolving. It's evolving. I think it's evolving. It's evolving different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, the sport always going to be evolving. You cannot go back. It's impossible to go right. back. It's 
always going to be evolving. But the rules, for sure, need to be reviewed, I think, every year. You know, everything happens. The rules have to be moved on for something easier. The rules are made for people to understand the sport. You know, people outside, what are the rules are for? For me, outside, to understand what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So what, why that happen? Why they stop it? Why they move this way off? They move because of this. So when they start to, uh, the rules, it was very simple. But we made some mistakes in the, in, in the, in the past changing the rules. Like mm-hmm. when we start, the first mistake we did, I remember uh, was about, you know, the, the, the judges. We had three people sitting in the places uh, uh, with, uh, with a block on the side to don't see the others. And mm-hmm. one referee that was just uh, scoring the points and, uh, and, uh, and uh, looking for combativity. Okay. And the three people will be taking the notes here and those three will decide. So the referee had no power to decide. After mm, a while, we had that no changed. Put four... I see. Exactly. But after a while, we had mm-hmm. so many fights, we had no, no chance to put four people there. So we reduced it. Right. took one from those guys and give the referee the, the last vote. The responsibilities. So was, uh, draw here, he would make the decision. And mm-hmm. after that, was no, no many people, even for three people there, nobody want to be there. So just one guy in the middle. And after that, when we start to see that the people was, uh, were stalling, we had, uh, in the beginning, was five minutes fights for black mm-hmm. belts. In five minutes, people were stalling. So they, they decide, we, we did decide that instead of five, we'll do 10 minutes. What happened was a big mistake. It was good. But uh, instead of stall for five minutes, they start to stall for 10 minutes. So it was more boring than it was before. You know, some <laughs> fights, if you're born to be a, a holder, you're going to be a holder forever. I'm going to hold you for five, 10, 20, 30, one hour if I have to hold you for that. So we, we cannot change people uh, through the rules. We're going to change the, you know, the, 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 the dynamic of the fights. And another mistake we made, we made mo- two more mistakes that were really bad for the sport and then they didn't realize that until now. I, we talk about that so much, they could be thinking about that. One was taking out the, 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 the combativity and put mm-hmm. advantages. Right. So advantages instead of combativity. Combativity shows that who was trying. Advantages, right. uh, I almost had something and got advantage. But if I'm trying, right. trying, 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 it's fight, like a fight, tease. Fight. Exactly. Yeah. But an advantage is something that's very subjective. You cannot really say that happened. An advantage for mm-hmm. a submission. So the guy has to show the submission's working. So I saw a lot of people getting hurt because have to fake is not is not painful. And I got a full mm-hmm. lock saying, oh, the full lock. If I say ah, ah, advantage, if I don't show that. Is hurting, there's no advantage. So a little subjective there. Another way, another thing was give advantage for half guard. So then mm-hmm. we gave half guard the life, a independent uh, uh, position. Like half guard mm-hmm. is a guard, is a variation for guard. It's right. a guard that somebody was just passing and forgot one leg or couldn't take one leg out or doing mm-hmm. the recovery, the guy on the bottom could not put back in the guard, full guard and put in the half guard. So half guard right. is a transition, but it's still yeah. guard. So then when right. you give advantage for half guard, what happened became some, some goal, a half goal for half guard. That became a yeah. problem. And another big mistake, I think it's worse than every, every other one, was change the passing guard and the Neon Bally. Because Neon Bally was three points and passing guard was two points. Because of the strategy of the fight. If I mm-hmm. go for passing guard and go for side control, I score two points. 
But if mm -hmm. I go to your bad angle, score three, go for mount four. So it was uh, for the progression made sense. The progression it made sense, game. right? Exactly. So when it, when when they changed it, they reversed. What happened? The Ombali was not so important anymore. Right. The, the, the best the guard and hold and stall there and yeah. control it was more important. So they tried to go from pass the guard to mount. <laughs> <laughs> like forget the two points i want three and four yeah exactly but the idea of the progression that was a very smart that was exactly what what built the first understanding of the sport yeah so i yeah. think those mistakes should be reviewed and i think that they are you know they are having some good ideas like uh the golden score or mm -hmm. the last score wins the fight so i like this one better than golden score i think golden score is good But uh, what happened is that you know you're gonna you're gonna uh, some fights gonna go too long. If you if you make that the fight the last score wins the fight if it's a draw, mm -hmm. that's really good because you're not gonna be mm -hmm. the last. You know, come on, that is, I I gotta I, I, for sure I'm not gonna draw. What if I draw? I'm gonna be fighting to the end to be the the, the, the last point in the mind. So yeah, I, I like some some options they're giving. You know, but we tried everything. Everybody tried everything. You know, like uh, you know, submissions only, and then you know, two guys. Uh, some Metamora is great. You know, some like Vidal mm -hmm. Stars is great. I love that. You know, I, I love that when Hicks made his uh, his tournament. Also, also was a great tournament. That was a great idea. But ideas are really good. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, I think it became a big business. A huge right. business, actually. So uh, um, this factor, uh, uh, to be a referee now is a profession. It's a professional mm -hmm. referee. Some guys, they, they are referees every weekend. They, they make the living over a referee, which is really good. It's interesting. But, yeah. you know, as everything else, as more people involved, more risk to don't be so good. Mm -hmm. That's the point. Yeah, because you need to be so impartial. Uh, there was a question from Professor Greg King earlier. He was asking, from your perspective, what is a good way to um, to reward a good student? So for all the professors as, as out there, how can they reward a good student? You know, Flo, for my, my understanding, it's very interesting, this question. A lot of people don't understand the, the, the level of uh, demanding that I uh, bring to the mats. Uh, some people understand. They start to look for my past and the, the way I live in Jiu-Jitsu, and they understand mm -hmm. the, the demanding. But uh, rewarding a good student, for what? To be a good student? is your, your duty. is your obligation to be a good student. If you're a student, you've got to be good. If you're an instructor, you've got to be good. But to reward a good student, It's, uh, you know, pushing harder for to uh, go for the full potential. I can more re more, more rewarding than give you the, the, the chance to become who you're born to be. Mm -hmm. Tell me which, which is better than this. But for that, I cannot give you something that's just, you know, I cannot make you do exactly what you can do. I have to make right. you do something mm -hmm. beyond that. And make you believe. You have to believe in me more than I do. Mm -hmm. You know, the example is like that. When your kid going to get in the bus for the first time in his life for to go to school, okay? And you're afraid at home to put your kid in the bus. You know the risk there for bullying, for right. this, for that, an accident. You don't know. 
But you're gonna put your kid there. Why are you gonna tell your kid, oh, I'm so afraid to put you in the bus. You know, can get bullied there. You can get an accident. They're not gonna say that. They're gonna tell your kid, you know what? Everything's gonna be okay. Just make sure you pay attention, okay? You're gonna be good, blah, blah, blah. But so my, my, my son or my daughter have to believe in me more than I do because I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. But I'm not mm -hmm. gonna pass that to my student. So when mm -hmm. I try to convince you, sometimes, I, I know it's really hard to understand, but believe, mm -hmm. it's for your good. So the best thing I can do for my best students is push them harder than anyone else. And a lot of people yeah. get you know, frustrated to don't, don't have a, a, a compliment. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. you know, I was here from uh, Roberto Gozziak today in a class that we had a, an appropriate behavior class, two o'clock to 3.30 today. It was funny because he was saying, Master, I was 14 years old. And I, I just came back from a, from a competition. And I was there watching a class because I broke my toe and I was recovering. And I was, mm -hmm. was watching a class there. And then he sit by my side and say, hey, how was your competition? Oh, that was good. I'm okay. So you're not going to do the class today? Are you paying attention? Yeah, okay, no problem. So next day, he came back and he was uh, having a test. And then I, during the test, some guys did a, a mess. So I went to mm -hmm. one after one say, man, you know what? That you you missed this, missed that, missed that, uh, and then and he was they are so nervous, but he knew he did really well. And mm -hmm. I turned to him at the end. I didn't remember that. I you know sometimes you don't remember that. But I turned to him and said, "You know what? You didn't do more than you should." Okay, <laughs> you did. did. <laughs> so he was there expecting some compliment. What are you gonna say? You did what you should do. Come on, I'm gonna say, "Oh, oh thank you for doing what you should do." Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I, Push if, I, if I gave, and, and that's why he was saying today, Master, if it wasn't like that, like you did to be there, maybe I would be mm -hmm. not who I am. I feel very comfortable now to, to be demanding because you did that to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's it. Good Brad. point. Exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> So talk to us about uh, bullying and, uh, you know, how, how does jiu-jitsu help um, not only, you know, um, adults, but also kids uh, at school who are more and more bullied. Exactly. You know what? Uh, bullying uh, is funny because now the society is so uh, politically correct, they forget that always happened. It always happened. For the, for the time the, the world's world, the people start to communicate and live in, in society, in communities, that happens. Bullying is bullying. Mm -hmm. no, there's no... There's no way to go, you know, don't happen. Mm -hmm. What happens? If I, if I have a training to develop my authority, my confidence, nobody's going to bully me. No, it's not going to happen. Yep. So exactly. That, that, and bullying goes uh, beyond kids. Go for adults. I think adults have more uh, uh, bullying in jobs and, and, their, and their relationships than the kids. I think, you know, mm -hmm. for me, let's talk about kids. School and prison, same environment. <laughs> okay? Exactly the same. What happens there? They create some groups. They, they create right. a little uh, agendas, gangs. A little road yeah. gangs, this and that. So you got to be aware of all the risks you have there. So mm -hmm. um, uh, improving awareness. Uh, and and uh, improving authority and capability to identify the, the, the risk and, the, uh, and understand the level that you, the response you got to give to that and make mm -hmm. sure you can look in somebody's eyes, you can say, yeah, I don't like it, don't do it. 
Hey, don't do it. I don't like it. So instead, instead of improve uh, physical skills, just physical, I, I not not instead of improve, instead of improve just the physical skills and technique, but improve the mental uh, confidence and uh, mm -hmm. the, the 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 ability to solve situations verbally instead of go physical. That's the right. most important. Thing. I don't want to hurt you, so please stop. Right. I don't want to hurt yeah. you. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. So don't do it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Stop right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Very well. Thank you so much, uh, Master Bering. So if anybody wants to follow you, to learn more about you, where can they find you? www.sbajj.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, for sure, we have uh, Silver Bering here. Uh, we have uh, uh, YouTube. We are doing a great job there as well. We have a channel there. It's SBA channel, SBAJJ in YouTube channel. So go okay. there, please. Go subscribe it. We're looking for a thousand members. Did you already subscribe there? Yes. Did you do it? Okay, yes. thanks. So I hope you guys here <laughs> watching that right now. Go there, SBAJJ YouTube, and subscribe. We have some, uh, not have so much in English, but we have uh, English uh, 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 videos there, some in English there. Really interesting. Very well. Well, thank you so much. We'll be posting the Instagram video also on my YouTube channel, Jiu-Jitsu Yoga. So for everyone, please subscribe, follow, follow, like, and share with your friends. Uh, same for your channel, Master Bearing, SBA Jiu-Jitsu. And um, we'll uh, see you next time, everyone. Thank you for all the great questions. Much appreciated. Thank you, Flo. You're looking great. You're a beautiful woman. Thank I'm you. Glad I had a chance to talk to a woman. No, there's no woman asked me for, for to come for for a, 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 a interview. So thank you very much. That makes a lot of difference. We have Adriana help me a lot in Brazil. As mm -hmm. she's the boss of uh, SBA, she's the one of the managing the association, and uh, she's by my side in most of the the, the, the videos that we have in, uh, in YouTube. Uh, so I'm glad you're here. I'm glad yes. you're doing good. representing women power. Exactly. I'm glad the moon brought you for a different level. Okay, yep. that's really, really, really nice to see it. And I hope the Jiu-Jitsu Yoga uh, really, you know, just take off for good. Uh, make yes. you very famous. You deserve it. Thank you. Well, I, I want to make a difference for for everybody and want to inspire as well. So I hope. Everybody had some great insight, inspiration. If at least you take, you know, one or two takeaways from Master Silvio Bering, you know, you can apply in your life, in your training, in your jiu-jitsu, then, you know, all the power for, 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 for us. <laughs> Any questions you want, you want to ask, just go for the message there and send me a question. Go for to my email or something like that. Feel free. I'm on. Amazing. Okay, thank you. Thank you. you have a good night. Us. Have a great night as well. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.